Hey friend, Mike McCurry here. Welcome back to the conclusion of this week of broadcasting on Bible Tract Echoes. Thank you so very much for your listenership. In just a moment, we'll return to 1 Kings chapter 2 as I conclude and convey the final thoughts from this message I preached a year or so ago at a conference I had the privilege of speaking at. I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to ask you to tune your ears. But before we go, uh, I will speak more to this at the very end when we come back inside my office. But if you hear something this week or ever on this broadcast you don't agree with, or maybe something that you'd like more clarification on, I'd love to hear from you. My cell number is 309-316-7240. Zero. I'll give you that number once or twice more at the conclusion of today's broadcast. Listen in to this, the end of David's last lecture. Can I encourage you young men to look past and be considerate of the limitations of your forebearers? Because you have them too. You may be blind to them right now, but you'd be wise. If Solomon had looked at David in the way that some of us look at our forefathers, he wouldn't listen to a thing he said. Do you realize as David spoke about Joab and Shimei, he was insinuating and bringing to mind his own failures? To talk about Joab was to talk about his failures as a leader in leaving Joab in a position of leadership. To talk about Shimei was to acknowledge that he messed up with Absalom, And you could go all the way back to Amnon and Tamar and all those types of things and the bitterness that springs up and all of those types of things. And to talk about his limitations, older men, can I encourage you, even when it pulls a scab off of a hurt that maybe was caused by your own hand, can I encourage you to tell the young men and warn them about the enemies they need to be careful of? We see... The consideration of David's limitations. I was, my father-in-law has made this statement that one of the grave ills of today's masculinity or lack thereof is that men, males today, are not validated by a father figure. I think of my predecessor as director of Bible Tracks Incorporated. Many of you wouldn't know his name now Pastor Mark Smith out in Pennsylvania, we had a very short crossover time. But he took the ministry 15, well now 17, 18 years ago, in a very difficult spot. Circling the drain is not quite hyperbole. Bible Tracks Incorporated might have been no longer had Mark Smith not shown up. And he gave 15 good years of his life. And at 66 years old, He tapped me as a 27-year-old. Height of foolishness, yes. And here's what he, he said this verbatim. He said, say it in person and say it behind pulpits. When men ask, why did Mark Smith step down and and unstated, why'd they give it to you? He said, say this verbatim, and I quote. He said, Mark Smith is not the man to take this ministry into the 21st century, and I know that. It needs a younger man. You want to talk about guts to say something like that? We can talk about the foolishness of his choice in a younger man, but can I tell you, 
a man that will validate the next generations, firmly slap that baton in his hands, and then stand behind him in that same lane that they've been traveling for so long and say, you go get him, buddy. Was my predecessor a perfect man? No. Are there things that he and I would disagree with? Yes. But I'm very thankful for the validation he gave me. We see the conclusion of David's lecture in verse number 10. So David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. And the days that David reigned over Israel were 40 years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron, and 30 and three years reigned he in Jerusalem. Can I tell you, the next generation, old men, Fortunately, we're not going to pick up every lesson you leave. But there are some, as indicated by a good group of young men right over here, that are looking for some of them. They're looking for what you have to leave. Would you continue to charge us? We end here. The clarity that David left. Go to chapter 1, verse 35. Go to verse 34. This is David speaking. And let Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him their king over Israel and blow ye with the trumpet and say, God save King Solomon. David continues in verse 35. Then ye shall come up after him that he may come and sit upon my throne for he shall be king in my stead and I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and over Judah, we won't turn there for sake of time, but in 1 Chronicles 29, the Bible says that they crowned him twice. They had already crowned him, but there was an uprising by Adonijah, one of his brothers, and David felt the need to crown him again to clarify some things. We'll end with a personal illustration that, that God gave me. Turn to the book of Psalms. We'll, what, there's one last verse we'll go to. Psalm 71 just yesterday, I didn't have time for it. I really didn't. But someone asked me a question about the history of Bible tracts, and so I was tearing through some old meeting minutes and board meeting minutes and archived uh, things, and I stumbled upon, was leafing through pages after pages, and stopped. And I said, that's, that's 1995, and I did the math about when Paul Levine found out he had terminal cancer. I was like, this is right about the same time. Wow. It was actually in the immediate aftermath when he knew the jig was up. Wouldn't you be curious to know what the man who'd given, at that point, 50-something years of his life to the Ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated, what he was interested in? You know what the board voted on that day? Some minor business. And two amendments to the statement of faith of Bible Tracks Incorporated. See, normally it's a very iffy thing when you amend things. Very often you're going the wrong direction, right? I took a picture of it. I should have just brought it with me. I didn't even think it was going to pertain to the message. But let me read verbatim what he felt the need to include in the statement of faith. 
as amended. Because there were some things in 1938 that weren't problems in 1995. Oh, in 1938, they weren't problems. In 1995, they were. And Paul Levine could see the end from the beginning. And here's what he said. This is the wording as it has been given to me. He clarified some things. He said, we oppose apostasy, neo-orthodoxy, new evangelicalism, ecumenical evangelism, and the charismatic movement. We are opposed to all attempts to unite true Bible-believing Christians in fellowship with Roman Catholics, liberals, or cults. You say, this next one, you're like, why does the tract ministry have a stance on this? We are opposed to the so-called contemporary Christian music, which is characterized by a worldly singing or playing style, shallow, repetitious lyrics, and often a rock beat, in, in parentheses, whether soft or hard. He was, he was clarifying a few things. How many ministries do you know that can survive 25 years after their founder and still be going the right direction? Very rare. Exceedingly rare. I believe God blessed the legacy, and now I have it in print why God blessed the legacy. Oh, there's one more. Maybe an issue that wasn't quite an issue early, early on, but now, in 1995, it was. We use the God-honored King James Version of the Bible. Hmm. Interesting. Sounds like a charge to me. Sounds like a call to continue the line. Hold the line. Psalm 71, 17, we end here. Psalm 71, 17. Many believe written by David. Think about this in light of what we talked about. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. Amen. Thus ends David's last lecture. Young men, will you listen to the lecture? Old men, will you continue the lecture, please? I need it. They need it. Every head bowed and every eye closed. What a joy and what a thought that we stand on the shoulders of giants. I have big shoes to fill. Paul Levine obviously went on to glory in 1996, and we got to hear just a snippet of what he desired to the clarity he wanted to leave behind in 1995. Thank you so much for tuning in all this week. But if you say, Brother Mike, there's something you said this week I don't quite agree with. Well, I'd love to hear from you. Truly, I feel that equally informed people seldom differ. I've also found that I'm more than willing, and I, many of you are as well, if we, we ever have a point of disagreement, uh, wise people are willing to have a discussion about it. 
So please feel free to reach out. My cell number again is 309-316-7240. Again, that's 309-316-7240. My prayer is always is that you have a great day for his glory. I'm looking forward to what God has for us in the coming days on Bible Tracked Echoes. Thank you so very much for listening. And don't go into this coming weekend. Don't go into next week without being invested in by the previous generation. You say, well, my parents are gone. My parents' generation is gone. Read some good books from that generation. And don't go any further without investing in the coming generation. We'll talk to you very soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.